welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joel What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob, and with me always, I got my guy, Kay, and we feeling good because in case y'all haven't heard the word, the Miami Heat are one game away, one win away from the (laughs) NBA (laughs) Finals. Oh, my God, (laughs) We are here, Kay. We are here, man. And, you know, I know you feel good because you've been calling that everything was going to go well for a while now. You've been probably one of the most optimistic Heat fans I know. So I know you feeling good about this. I never thought in a million years we'd still even be potting right now. That's the crazy thing about all this. Like, everything just happened at once. You're talking about losing to Atlanta in the playing game, man. You know, we were in this situation against Chicago, down by like three points late in that fourth quarter. But we're here right now. And, you know, obviously we still got to win that one more game. But, yo, Boston had to win last night. They had to win last night's game to at least still have a chance in this series. And instead of going out there and showing some sort of fight, they went and got blown out. The Heat went and stomped on them like the dirty roaches that they are. And now they're just there on life support. And it's honestly up to Miami right now to just pull the plug and call it a series, man. I'm feeling so good. Everyone had a good game. Jimmy was being petty like usual, whether if it's hitting um Al Horford with that timeout move or pointing at um Grant Williams when he got that and one stuff like that. But also the, the undrafted guys, and I want to keep calling them that because a lot of people have been mentioning this lately, but it is kind of... What's the I'm looking for? Disrespectful. So I won't use that word that much. But some of our other guys really stepped up last night. You're talking about Gabe Vincent going crazy, Duncan Robinson having 22, and then you look at um Caleb Martin continuing to do his thing. Like, one of the biggest issues that people were trying to look at for the Heat was that, you know, we were going to have to rely on Jimmy for everything. But look at us right now. We got all of these guys stepping up for us. And they're out here outscoring the Celtics on bench and everything. Because people were saying, oh, Celtics got six men of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. They got this guy. They got that guy. How, are, how is Miami supposed to compete with that? Look at our squad and look what we're doing right now. That's how we beating them. And that's how we up three games to nothing. We hear it and I'm feeling mad good. And I, like I said before, I know you're feeling the same way, Kate. So I'm not going to speak anymore. The mic is all yours, man. How do you feel after this game three win? Listen, man, um, you have to be excited about where the Miami Heat are one game away from a potential NBA Finals berth for the second time. And I think four years, the entirety of Jimmy Butler's tenure has been nothing but success. You take out the time that I always mention that one instance, the post-bubble season where there was more time between the two parts or sessions of the NBA bubble season in the regular year that year than there was between the actual two seasons with the final one being the season that saw the Miami Heat swept in the first round by the Bucks. But you ignore that and look at the rest of Jimmy Butler's tenure has been absolutely nothing but success. The NBA finals birth in the bubble, 
losing to the Boston Celtics in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals last season, and now coming back to avenge it to do exactly what Jimmy Butler said was going to happen at the end of that I mean, at the end of that tragic loss, we were one shot away after the referees spotted them two games. The same thing that we endured to still get to a game seven as we watched them beep, beep, and complain about what's going on with the officiating now and still not to the magnitude of what the Miami Heat have been able to do, which is utter domination in every facet of the word. Yes, some of the games have been close. They've been fighting and they've been clawing. But when you look at what it takes to win ball games in the totality of a season and totality of understanding what the opposition is trying to do and being able to exert your will when you needed the absolute most to win basketball games in the NB of A, the Miami Heat have utterly dominated the Boston Celtics. It's showing we're now one game away from the NBA Finals. They playing like dirty roaches, as you said. I took that from you because it sounded so good when you said it. I mean, just step on them, bug spray them. They need a timeout. Jimmy Butler's still on his knee at half court, waiting for Al Horford to do something. Al Horford's lady is still tweeting that they're going to win game four or three or whatever. And everybody in Boston is probably upset and calling for clam chowder in the garden because it's going to be a sad day when they lose in sweeping fashion. Now, I got that out the way. Um, When you look at what the Miami Heat have done in this postseason, I always said that the Milwaukee Bucks concern me, um, and that's because of Giannis. And when the referees are in their bag, um, you know, Giannis can be downright stupid with what he's allowed to do and the calls that he get. Got that out the way, though. Packed them up. So I have been mentioning that nobody else really scared me. And I highlighted it today um, on Twitter, reminding people from a piece I wrote back in February that this Miami Heat team have always been this particular iteration of the Boston Celtics' is kryptonite. Like, I do not play. I am not, you know, speaking figuratively. It is not innuendo. I am not making things up. Go back and watch the games. It's on tape. The referees absolutely spotted the Boston Celtics two games early on in that series of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And that's not saying that the Miami Heat win those games, but that's saying that they have a chance to win those games or a better chance than they do. Again, we're not there, but I'm using this to play the long game. This Miami Heat team has always been the Thanos to whatever you want to call those Boston Celtics. And it's certainly not the Avengers. So perhaps that was a bad analogy. But what I'm saying is something capable of snapping their fingers and turning them into dust, which is what they've done to their confidence, which is what they've done to their game, which is what they've done to their egos, which is what they've done to their pride, which is what they've done to their coaches, which is what they've done to their organization, and which is what they're going to do to the Boston Celtics in game four as they pull out their brooms and sweep that dust away from the floors of the Caseo mm-hmm. Center into the Biscayne Bay. Yup, yup, yup. Exactly. Thank you, Kev. I, I'm sorry. Thank you, Kev. I'm sorry. I got something mixed up, man. K, everything you said was spot on, and I just gotta say, man, I this whole series, like from the very beginning, I've been so annoyed with a lot of the antics that's been going on, especially when you got Celtics fans saying this and that about everything. Oh, you know what? We got the better squad. Oh, you know, the Heat never played a team like Boston. And I said this on the last pod, and I've said this on other other places as well. But I just got to say, like, the Celtics have not played a team like the Heat. And I have to say it again, because at the end of the day, like, 
the margin of error that the Celtics had against the Sixers was it's never going to be a thing against the Heat. The margin of error was going to be so small against this squad. Like, they literally, and I, I know I'm just kind of repeating what I've said on previous pods. Go on, like, though. Keep talking. Like, you literally went and you played a team like Philly, and they you you had a guy like Jason Tatum dropping seven on them, and they still blew the sixes out. That's because the sixes are sorry. If the Heat was in their position, the Heat would have found a way to win that game because they know how to take advantage when a star player from the opposing team is struggling like that. And but we thought, this, though. Think mm-hmm. about it in game six where they're up. They're up late in the third quarter. They have a chance to pretty much end it right there, and they're up. And they allow the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum to do what they did to even push it to that game. I mean, you're talking two different levels, but that right there showed you had the Sixers not been begging themselves to trick it off. Doc Rivers, James Harden, Joel Embiid coming up as small as the ant. Um, I mean, you know, that was a situation where Boston probably should have lost. But continue. Exactly. And, you know, to further add on to the point, like Miami is not like that. We are always going to come out there and we're always going to put it all on the line. We're not like a James Harden or a Doc Rivers. You're looking at a team with Jimmy Butler as their best player and Eric Spolstra, one of the best coaches in the league. And that alone should have concerned them because if I if I was an opposing um team's um fan and I'm seeing that we're about to go up against Eric Spolstra and my coach is Joe Mazzula, I'd feel mad scared, all right? But no, they didn't want to focus on that. Instead, they wanted to focus on the fact that we was the eighth seed, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You had morons saying that the Heat was able to beat the Knicks because the Knicks were trash, not because the Heat was actually good. All this crap here and there. But the Heat went out and they did their thing. And that's why now you got all these people out here trying to come up with all these excuses for Boston. This and that. Oh, you know, what's it called? It's it's the fact that this guy, um, Missoula, ain't doing this. And listen, yeah, it's Missoula's fault too. But you also got to put some accountability on the players as well. Because guess what? One, one good thing happened about the fact that the Celtics lost. Not only the fact that us Heat fans get to be happy about the fact that Miami's now one win away from going to the finals, but I tweeted this on the Heat vs. the World page yesterday. There's also the fact that the homeless rate here in South Florida decreased significantly because now we got homes for all these homeless people because the Celtics decided that they were going to build brick houses last night during that game. So mass shout-outs to the Celtics for doing their thing, man. I know on behalf of all the homeless people here in South Florida, we thank you so much because now they have a home to sleep in at night since y'all decided to put all them bricks up and decided to make all those houses to feed all these homeless people in our community. So thank you so much. But all of that aside, man, it is what it is. The Heat are here, and I'm feeling mad good because you know what? You look at the slander this team has got. Oh, they can't beat Milwaukee. And then when we find a way to beat them, oh, they're not keeping this up against New York, acting like New York is actually a better team than Milwaukee in the first place. Like, nah. And now you got the fact that we beat them, and now we're here against Boston, and we're still hearing the same crap. People still has as, as the underdogs in some of these betting places, but we don't care. And that's what I... I love about this team. You see the way how they act. You know that they don't care what these people got against us. And the better thing about it is that the series ain't over. 
But we're probably going to have to go through the whole thing all over again if we do make it to the finals. Because y'all know they're going to be all over Denver. It's no question about it. So what I love about this squad is that they're always going to be ready for the moment. They don't care what anybody has to say. And I kind of, I feel like as Heat fans, we all should have that mentality too. Because as a Heat fan, I said, I said this before and I'll say it again. I do not watch any of these um sports shows anymore. Like first take, whatever show they got on Fox Sports or whatever. I do not watch any of that. And I don't know if you do, Kay, but like for me personally, like nah. If they got a quote and it shows up on my Twitter TL, that's cool. But I'm not watching that thing. I'm not wasting any views on them. I'm not going to waste my cable on them. I ain't wasting nothing on that. Because at the end of the day, they don't know stuff about hoops. If y'all want to hear about the best hoops possible when it comes to the heat, y'all know the on podcast. Y'all can just tune in right here for that, that stuff. But all that aside, man, like I want to keep ranting on the mic too long because I know you got some heat of your own to spew, K. But before we move on, is there anything else you want to say to the mic? No, nah, man, I think you've uh, pretty much, uh, you know, covered it. I think you've taken care of it all. Bet. So, man, I, I'm still kind of ha- – I still can't believe we even in this position in the first place. Like, let's see. We got 11 wins now. Like, we're five wins away from getting a championship. Like, this does not feel real, man. Like, and I know for you, Kay, and we said it before, like, you've been one of the more optimistic Heat fans. So, I know you're feeling great because not only are the Heat making it this far, but, you know, you're showing the world exactly how much ball you know. So, shout out to you. But, man, like, for me personally, the fact that we're here, I just can't believe it. Hey, look, man, you always want to see it happen. You know, you always want to see it happen. So, I'm right there with you, like, and, and... and this is the thing, like, I always stress that I'm logical and that I'm rational and that I know the game. And this isn't patting myself on the back. I'm just trying to tell a true story. I'm happy as hell, too. Like, I share in your, like, excitement. Like, I'm as ecstatic that, as you are that my team is here. And it's not to say that, hey, I expected it. But I knew that they were capable when a lot of people or a lot of those out there that consider themselves knowers of ball didn't think that they were capable or didn't talk like they were capable or acted as if the pieces weren't there or that this wasn't the same team that has done this very same thing for the last several years outside of the one infamous year that I talk about all the time. So that's all I wanted to highlight. And when we started to see those things trend in the right direction, I noted and I and I hit it hard on like concrete as many times as I could. The Miami Heat began to shoot the ball better. Um, right after that little 10-game or so stretch after All-Star break where they got even worse than they had been for the first half of the season. I mean, it was bad, bad, like as bad as it could get. But after that, and I noted it, it's like when the bottom completely falls out, you have nowhere to go but up. And that's typically how these things happen, especially in sports. And that's what makes sports so mythical, so mystical, so great. So, you know, just legendary is because this is how it happens. So as I saw those pieces coming together, trust in Spo, trust in Jimmy. Um, of course, you didn't see this coming together, but you knew that he was capable. And I've always preached if we get an assertive bam who's found another level of energy, um, has refound his assertiveness in all facets of the game, in all facets of the game. Of course, you, you know, throw in Caleb and Cody Zella. Shout out to Cody Zella in game three. What up, Cozell? 
He caught a Covell. He caught a Covell in the building. Iso Covell. He too little. Come on now. I mean, like when the things are aligning for certain things to be capable, then you just have to be rational and logical and and, and sit your agendas down and 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 sit you know the things that you think you know down and separate them from what you don't know. And if you have to admit, I don't know. I don't know what it is I'm looking at. I can't call it. Then that's what you do, because as you'll also be able to confirm, Joel, I'll say that as well. When I can't call it, I can't call it, and I'll say that. But, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm just happy to see my team here. One more win in the Eastern Conference Finals, five more wins to go total, um, and, and I can't wait to see them, you know, continue to keep along their journey, and that starts with game four. Um, let, let's get there. Go ahead, Joel. Right. And, you know, I'll just say this. The Heat, man, I'm just – and I don't want to keep repeating myself, but this has been so amazing. And while we can talk about the Heat all day, I do want to laugh at the Celtics just a bit more because all that talk about the squad, this and that, all this other stuff. Wait a minute, Joe. I think Malcolm Brogdon just dropped another stupid quote. Hold on. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. That's right. I heard about it today. Apparently, what was it? Can you repeat it for me, kid? <laughs> Oh, no, I was just like, because he's been dropping stupid quotes um, all series long. I think Mm -hmm. the latest one is where he pretty much says he still thinks that they're the better team. Now, this is why they're down 3-0. Just got the doors blowed off them in game three. And after he said prior to the series that the Miami Heat essentially, and this is what I told you. Remember, I have been saying this too. I've been telling you this for a while. He basically said that the Miami Heat want to out-tough you so that, you know, they're not going to let them do that, basically. But that was reverse psychology because I've been telling you, bro, the Celtics want to punk you. They want to out-tough you. And the mere fact that he went out of his way to say that says that he acknowledges exactly what I said. They want to punk you, and they realize they can't punk the heat. Hold up. Oh, my gosh. Almost. I was trying to unmute so quick, but StreamYard wanted to act up because literally everything you said right there, the Miami Heat, we know this team, the toughest, the nastiest, all them things Pat Riley be preaching, were all of that stuff. And they thought that they could out-tough us. That was the one thing that made Malcolm Brogdon sound slow as hell. And then you have the fact that he's still talking about, oh, the Celtics still got a chance to to what's it called win this series, man. Let me tell you what this reminds me of. Y'all have seen the Subway the- series, a sandwich. <laughs> Like the Celtics, I mean, you know, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm tripping all over the place. This Celtics winning this series, man. Like, let me tell y'all something. This reminds me of the movies and stuff where you got the um the kid gets beat up by the other person, and then he after he gets beat up and the person walks away, he says, "Oh, is that all you got?" And then the bully comes back and continues beating on the person. That's who Malcolm Brogdon is right now. He is the person getting beat up by the Heat. The Heat are just stomping on him, just leaving there senselessly. And they're just walking away, getting ready to move on to the finals. And this man is still talking all that talk. So instead of thinking that the job is done, Miami has to come back and they got to finish what they started because Malcolm Brogdon wants to run his mouth. And, you know, we still have to play one more game, even if Malcolm didn't say that. But still, man, still. So overall, man, like to see the Celtics team, like they're literally talking like a bunch of front runners. That's what people have been calling it so far. And I couldn't agree anymore because that's what we're seeing right now. Like y'all are down three games to nothing and y'all still talking that talk. 
focus on trying to um at least win a game first. And then you have the fact that I don't know if you caught this kid, but um last night, uh I, I forgot it was after um I think Marcus Smart got he hit um Caleb Martin with like a tough foul or whatever. Um, people thought it should have been a flagrant because it looked like he was trying to punch him, but they instead let it be a common foul, which in my opinion was the wrong call for that type of situation. But, you know, it is what it is. During sometime after that play, he then said, oh, we beat y'all last year. Da, 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 da. Y'all can't be talking that talk or whatever. Like, what is you even talking about, man? Like, y'all literally took us to seven games. Like, at least even when y'all beat us, y'all, we were able to lose by a respectable margin. Like, we're out here laying y'all out like this, and we embarrassed y'all twice on y'all home floor, and we're back in Miami, and we still not even giving y'all any benefit of the doubt by at least making it somewhat of a fight. And we're out here just pounding the hell out you, and you feel the need to talk? Like, y'all didn't even won the championship last year. Like, y'all got laid out by the friggin' um, Warriors, and y'all still feel the need to talk about the Heat, um, talk about last year. If y'all had gotten a ring, maybe you could have put up an argument, but y'all couldn't even do that. So, overall, man, like, y'all talking about, oh, you know what, we beat the Heat before. Oh, you know what, we still got a better squad. Well, y'all ain't proved nothing yet. Until this series is over, y'all can continue to clutch on to all of this other random facts, but... Until that game four is won, keep doing what y'all doing because it's only going to piss this team off even more. Y'all saw Jimmy saying what he got to say. I think he said later on that the Celtics are literally buns from what I've seen in these videos on Twitter trying to, like, I guess, decipher what some of these guys were saying. But all of that aside, man, like, I, I love this team and I love the fact that the Celtics are going outside because screw a respectful series, man. If I could watch the team that we're beating get put out in a sad situation and you got guys like Marcus Smart getting ready to mentally combust like this, I'm all for it. I don't care about no respectful series. I don't care about no handshakes or nothing. I, I would rather see my opponent get beat up and then looking so vulnerable on the ground. So the fact that we up 3-0 is great, but it's not good enough. I need Miami to win game four. And I need us to get as much rest as possible for a potential series against Denver. Is there anything you want to add, Kay? Joe, you rather, uh, you, you rather, uh, what's the word, uh, aggressive today. I, I don't mind. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, no need to be respectful at this point. They're being disrespectful even in defeat. So, um, you know, I, I can't do anything but agree with you. And the Miami Heat just need to come out and handle their business. Teams down 3-0 in, in these situations are like 1,476-0. So the Miami Heat are going to win this series. But they need to go ahead and handle their business so they have as much time to rest before NBA Finals birth as possible. And we're not going to get ahead of ourselves because they still have to handle their business. But what I'm saying is we know how this thing typically ends. So you go out there and you do that. You continue to maul them. You continue to clamp down on them while you already have a grasp around their figurative throats. And you choke the rest out of the life out of their hopes on this season by dominating them again in game four and telling them about it the entirety of the way. Exactly. And also, I just want to give a quick shout out to 
um, one of the very few Celtics fans to actually show that he's somewhat smart. And that's none other than Bill Simmons, because that man literally warned a lot of fans out there before the playoffs had even started, talking about how the Miami Heat are like Michael friggin' Myers and how all of a sudden you're in the situation where you're playing the squad of zombies and you're in a situation where even if you find a way to survive them, like your your house is on fire, there's blood everywhere, and it's like, what exactly did you accomplish even after beating a team like this Heat squad? And so far, these zombies have came in, they took out Giannis, they took out, they got Giannis out here glorifying the idea of losing in five games in the first round as one of the best teams in the league. They then went out and they beat the Knicks and they sent all them bing bong people into a downward spiral where they're at the point where they want to get rid of um, Randall, they want to get rid of Thibs, and now they feel like they should go and get Gabe Vincent because why not? So you have that. And now you got the Celtics who's also going on a downward spiral of their own, like, I just got to say, like, shout-outs to Ben Simmons. I, I almost said Ben Simmons. Screw him. Um, Bill Simmons. Because at the end of the day, like, he really called all this. So I always want to show somewhat sportsmanship. So, Bill Simmons, if for some reason you choose to listen to this pod, GG. Is there anything else you want to add to that, Kay? Uh, no, man. As, as I've said a couple of times already today, I think you covered it all, brother. Bet. So let's see. Are you so? Is there anything else you want to say as we make fun of Celtics fans, or are you ready to get? Oh yeah, no. I, I do want to point out the fact that based on the way that this series is looking to go, you're gonna mm-hmm. have Brad Stevens, then Ma Udoka, then Joe Mazzula, and then whoever they bring in there next year to coach these guys. Based off of um, Windhorse's reporting that. Um, things don't smell really good up there in the New England area right now um, for Missoula and his chances of remaining beyond, especially with an 0-3 deficit. So it's very interesting to know that they're going to have four different coaches for that young core in four years. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, we don't even know what's going to happen with Jalen Brown either. You hear all these stuff going on behind the scenes, but that's a whole discussion for later, but it's crazy because it's so funny. Like, if I'm a Celtics fan, I feel like we're at least somewhat cursed because how is it that y'all finally find a really good coach in Ime and then all of this stuff happens? Like, y'all got a really good coach that y'all could work with, but then this this whole situation went down and it leads to a point where you have to part ways with them because you feel like you had no choice but to do that for the sake of the values of your organization. like. I don't know. Like, you have to be really cursed that even when you finally find a good coach, you still have to let him go like that, you know? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I just... look, man, the situations fall how they may, and it's, and, and it was a very um, weird when everybody had their role, so you're not absolving him or talking about that situation and that it was unfortunate for him. I mean, he you know, it was responsible and those are the repercussion and consequences. But just speaking on the nature of the situation, you're right, Joel. It's like, um, wow. I mean, bruh, Ime was a good coach for them, got them to the finals. But then, you know, he had this stuff in his personal life that, you know, prevented him from being in that situation anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And then you bring in Joe Mazzulla, who you think is going to give you that consistency, who you think is just going to give you that continuity. And, you know, he does to somewhat, to an extent, 
to the point where you give him the full-time reins by giving him the deal. And then now, um, yeah, they probably going to have to let him go. There's a – look, he's he's out of there, bro. You don't get swept. Um, you don't get 4-1 and keep your job if you are as good as the Celtics are supposed to be, if you're as good as the Bucks are supposed to be. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you look at, and especially what makes it worse is you look at the stats before the series even started, you know, and everyone was talking about it. 97% chance the Celtics win, 3% for the Heat. And yet, despite all the mad odds, which y'all, y'all still It's a 3% and O right now. 3% and O. Do that. Yup. So, with that being said, man, like, the Celtics, man, I don't know what the hell be going on there. But you know what? It's always a great feeling when the Heat could own them and that fan base. So that I feel like that's what makes this satisfying because I don't want to go too deep into it. I feel like we'll talk, I'll mention this more when we get into hopefully the pod where after we win the championship, if we could get there. So maybe we can or I might bring it up, you know, before the finals takes place if we finish this series very soon. But with that all being said, like, Jimmy's out here getting revenge on everyone. Like, the fact that we beat Boston after last year, it's crazy. Because who would have thought that that picture of Bam ripping his jersey would probably go on to be an iconic image for this team's history? Because if we finish this job, like, we we know exactly what that picture will now resemble. That will picture a man that was getting ready to get his revenge, get it back in blood the following year. So I don't know, man. Like that, I mean that goes in the that's that, that goes another good in the, picture to put up there in the hallway, right. Because mm-hmm. in the quote in yep, the, the championship idea. exactly and the quote is probably gonna be let your pain be your motivation or something real, you know what I'm saying? Some real right. culture like that. Because if you look at that portrait and then if you play the Jimmy press conference from after the game last year back, that pain that you see, that you hear, that you feel, um, that's what has gotten him here, bro. I mean, you can't point to anything other than that, and especially against these Boston Celtics. You right. good over there, Joe? Over. You good? My bad, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. I thought that you, had, you know, fell out from excitement. I didn't know. I was like, breathe, Yo, breathe. Nah, man, because seriously, now, real talk, it was actually something else that just dropped. But, real, but you know, figurative talk, that's just the excitement I feel when knowing that we went and we're doing what we're doing to the Celtics. So, that's the answer that I'm always <laughs> for that. Um, for but, sure. <laughs> so, like, with that all being said, man, it's just a great feeling overall, especially when you can do it against a rival like a Celtics team that's like this and filled with so much front runners because the amount of Tatum, you know, I want to use the word, so I'll just say riders in general. Y'all probably know what I mean when I say riders. The Tatum riders that were out there were getting on my nerves. People were saying he was better than Jimmy when the truth was Jimmy outplayed him in that whole Eastern Conference Finals last year. But because he was billed out with that um, Game 7 win, nobody wanted to talk about it. But now we're here. We're seeing what Jimmy is doing. So the conversation is there. And I'm not going to get too deep into it because the job is not done yet. But people are now beginning to open their eyes on how good this team really is. And 
it's crazy because we were already doing impressive things from round one, round two, and then so on. But people are finally beginning to acknowledge how good this squad really is. And I'm just 100% for it, man. So with that all being said, is there anything you want to add up into this game four preview? No, nah, man, let's get to it. All right. So I'm going to make it short, sweet, and simple. Like last time, Miami Heat, sweep the Celtics, please. All right. Let's go get our rest because I know um, Kevin Love was a little banged up last game. Um, they said he should be probable for game four, so I'm not panicking too much. But I just want our squad to be healthy for a potential finals matchup. You know, um, I know some people are saying like, oh, you know, you look at um, what's it called? Um, the schedule for the finals. And it seems like what we're going to get like nine days of rest. So maybe it wouldn't be too ideal to get um, to finish the series that quick. But I don't care, man. Don't play with your food. Don't do none of that. Even if the series is like 97% over for the Heat, just still take care of business and let's move on. Because, I, like I said, you don't want to play with your food. And I don't know. Just fly to Denver early. Try to adjust to that altitude or whatever. Unless we're going to try to um, promote the agenda that maybe the Lakers come back from 3 nothing. I don't know. But, yeah. Miami, just take care of business and get ready for that potential finals matchup. Because we need, we need our guys to be healthy. And while the rest that we could potentially get might rust us up a bit, you know, I don't know. We, we we just need the rest right now because our guys have been playing crazy minutes. One of the great things about last night's game was the fact that since it was a blowout, that man, Jimmy and Bam, were able to get um rest throughout that whole fourth quarter. So there's that. But I want to make sure the squad is 100% and ready to go by the time game one of the finals comes. So end the series now. And not only that, but it would be a great way to say that we swept the Celtics after what what happened last year. So there's that too. But overall, I'm not worried too much about that. Just finish this series real quick and let's get ready for the finals. That's just the way how I look about it. How, how about you, Kev? I mean, you pretty much said it again, bro. Like you said, um, it would be great to just be able to be like, look, man, we packed them up in full, swept them, got them up out of here a year after what happened last season. Um, and as we've noted so many times now, exactly as Jimmy said, they would. So that's that. Um, and you do believe that will happen because the Boston Celtics quit last night in game three. They quit. They quit on Sunday night in game three. Um, Jalen Brown quit midway through the second quarter and the rest of his team shortly followed. Um, there's a picture going around now as Gabe Vincent made another three of Jalen. Well, a, a, a video capture of Jason, of Jason Tatum um, sitting on the bench, kind of going, popping his lips. Is uh, You know what I mean? Uh Gabe Vincent sank another three. So, I mean, they, they quit. They're defeated. You go in there. You handle your business in four. You get it out the way. Now, here's the thing. I mentioned this after the New York Knicks series where the Miami Heat weren't shooting the ball that well. Um, and I told people, like, look, man, this is Eric Spolster. This is Jimmy Butler. These are the Miami Heat. You give them a couple of days and not only, you know, get some freshness back to their legs and their bodies, but also get in the gym and get some shots up. And this is the Miami Heat again. This is the culture again. This is Eric Spolstra again. This is Jimmy Butler. So you don't worry so much about them getting rusty because you know they're going to approach everything the right way from their preparation to their practice. If anything, this is going to be another chance for them to get back in, lock in on the game plan, get some shots up, stay fresh, stay hungry, 
um, to allow Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo to be able to go into an NBA final series and do what they need to do, which is give you every single thing they have um, to possibly win the Miami Heat their next championship. Exactly. And I'd really, and you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Heat would match up with one of those two teams from the West. And I don't want, and you know, we were talk, debating this before we even got on the air, if we should talk about it now. And obviously we'll save it until the series is won for the sake of, you know, Miami and not trying to jinx them in any way or trying to assume nothing. So we're not going to say anything on this pause specifically, but yo, I, all that matters is that we got Coach Spo, we got Jimmy, we got them, and you know while we don't know what lies ahead of us, whether if it's a series against Denver or LA, if they could some way somehow miraculously win four more games, whatever or happens, I don't care, man. Like I really trust this squad. It's crazy because we've been through so much this year, but man, I'm ready to ride with this squad um, through thick or thin. So. Let's get it. Let's win this game four, and let's just go from there. Is there anything you want to add, kid? Heat and four. Bet, bet, bet. Heat and four. Hopefully we can get the job done, man. Because like I said, let's end the series now. Let's say we swept the Celtics after what happened last year, and let's go get the rest that we need for this upcoming um, series against whoever we face. And with that all being said, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of Heat vs. The World. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at JoeKJacob underscore. Make sure to follow K on Twitter at K underscore said underscore K. And make sure to follow um, all of us, all of our platforms at HVTW Podcast. And also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Heat vs. The World. You got access to um, Heat vs. The World podcast episodes, along with episodes of our other shows like the Biscayne Breakdown featuring K and Deem. And then you got um, our Dolphins podcast as well, Dolphins vs. The World, if you are an NFL fan. And with that all being said, man, make sure y'all check it out along with our website at hvtwpodcast.wordpress.com. That way you can check out all of the great articles written by our amazing contributors like Kay and some of the other guys we got on our network. And with that all being said, man, Miami Heat, let's get the job done. Let's go to the NBA Finals. Nobody thought we'd make it this far, but here we are. So let's go Heat and hit my music because we out. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.